of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront Panel. And good morning. Yes, good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of the Upfront Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM, WNRI. I am your Friday host each and every Friday of the Upfront Radio Show. My name is John Brian, and I will be here with you right up until the 9 o'clock hour. We have so many things to talk about, so many things going on in the world right now. But I'll tell you how I'm going to start the show. I'm going to start the show by asking you a favor. Do me a favor and do yourself a favor. And how is that, you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. I want you to help yourself and come and enjoy a great night. And that is at the Museum of Work and Culture on November 13th. So you're going to do yourself a favor and you're going to enjoy some really great wine, some really great beer, some great tastings that will really surprise you. And also, do some early Christmas shopping because we have so many auction items at the Woonsocket Rotary's Wine and Beer Tasting event happening November 13th at the Museum of Work and Culture from 6 to 8 p.m. If you like wine, well, we're going to have plenty of wines, domestic and international, for you to choose from, white and red, of all styles. Two different distributors will be there sharing their offerings with you to taste. I found one of the best wines I've ever had. Unfortunately, it's a $50 bottle of wine, and John is cheap, so he's not going to buy a $50 bottle of wine very often, that's for sure. But it's a Pinot Noir that I found, and it's the bottle itself is dipped in wax. I don't know the name of it, but it is probably one of the best wines I've ever had. And I found that wine at the Woonsocket Rotary Wine and Beer Tasting. If you like beer, well, we're going to have Proclamation Brewing, and we're going to have Providence Beer Company. I'm sorry, Providence Brewing Company. We'll have Lops. We'll have Sons of Liberty, Rhode Island Spirits. I just heard last night that uh, perhaps Graysale is going to be joining us. Also, Rhode Island Spirits, so if you like Rhode Island-made gin, Rhode Island-made vodka, you can try that. And like I said, incredible offerings. Yeah, incredible offerings in our gift baskets for auction items. And you're really going to have a good time. Also, um, appetizers, light fare will be offered as well. You'll walk away with a, a souvenir wine glass. A nice little six-ounce wine glass that says Woonsocket Rotary on it. You'll walk away with that. And you'll have an overall good time. So please, do yourself a favor and have a great night. And do us a favor and support Woonsocket Rotary. Because we support Woonsocket, North Smithfield, and Boroughville. And those are the communities we serve. And every dollar raised by the Woonsocket Rotary goes right back into those three communities and the good work that the club does. You can also learn about becoming a Rotarian at this event. So do yourself a favor, do us a favor, and join us. November 13th, 6 to 8 p.m. That's a Monday, so not too much going on. $30 is the ticket price, and that will allow you to try as many things as you want, as often as you want. Just be careful. That's all we ask. There'll be water available for you to... Help yourself as well. So do, please join us, and uh, we'd appreciate it. Tickets are on sale here at the station. You can buy tickets here at the station. You can contact me if you want tickets. You can go online at WoodsocketRotary.com. You can go on the Facebook page of Woodsocket Rotary. You can buy those tickets electronically. You can buy those tickets at the door, but I really would love if you could buy those tickets. So thank you very much. Well, without further ado, we're going to go into our opening segment of the week. What they call that was time fill, by the way. I needed to get that ad out, but I also needed to buy some time because we needed to get our friend Bob Martin on the line for our first section, our first, uh, our first segment of the week, which is always the real estate question of the week. And that's with Bob Martin, the broker owner of the Crossroads Real Estate Group. We pick from a, uh, 
a whole hopper of questions, and then we ask Bob if he knows the answer. And he almost always does. And actually, I should say always does. He never, he never has failed to come up with the right answer. Let's see if this morning is any exception. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Good morning, John. And uh, welcome to the, our uh, real estate question of the week segment. And are you ready for the question? Yes, I am. Okay. Dear Bob, we are selling our house, and the buyer had a home inspection done. As a result, they are asking us to do a number of things that we have lived with all these years and was the way the house came, came when we purchased it 30 years ago. Do they have a right to do this? Bob Martin. Uh, yes and no. Should they? Uh, no. There's a, there's, there's a difference between a repair and, uh, how can I say, an enhancement. However, a lot of buyers don't make the distinction and try to take advantage of a situation. The, the inspection paragraph in, in the Rhode Island Association contract says that if the buyer is not satisfied with the results of the inspection within a period of time, they can void the contract. So some buyers uh, will sometimes use that as leverage and, and say, even though um, it was code, which is usually what we try to use as a barometer, we try to explain to the buyer, look, whenever the host house was built, whatever the code was, anything you want above and beyond that is an enhancement to the property. It's an improvement. You're not buying this house subject to improvements. And also, that's why on the seller's disclosure, uh, the seller discloses certain things. So an example of this is... Um, the outlets are not grounded. That house was 30, 35 years ago. Uh, they they totally, totally functional. But in those days uh, and prior to, um, they were they were not grounded. Um, buyers will say, you know, I want all the outlets grounded. Um, lots of times, particularly in the bathrooms, and this is almost a given, if there's not a GFCI, the seller will, will capitulate and say, yes, you know what, it, it, it's a, it, it's something that I probably should have done. But at other times, um, particularly like a, a real old home, like we saw some built in 1900, well, they've, they've removed a lot of the knob and tube that's in the basement, probably the attic, uh, but not in the walls, unless they decided to open the walls up and rewire the house, which is very, very costly. Um, there's still knob and tube in the, in, in the walls. And occasionally, um, the buyer will say, well, I, I want the outlets grounded. I want this. I want that. Um, they're improvements. Now, if this gentleman says, you know, are they allowed to do that? Well, they're allowed to say, I'm not happy with the result of the inspection, and therefore I don't want to buy the house. The seller is never under an obligation to perform any repairs. Um, he can simply say, no, you either buy the house in its present condition. I did not, I did not mislead you on the home inspection, on uh, the uh, seller's disclosure, and um, therefore... You either buy this way or you go away. Um, how often that you know negotiation happens and who side who gets to win has a lot to do with the market. I mean, in this marketplace where um, you probably have more buyers than sellers, it's certainly easier for a seller to say, "No, I'm not going to do that." Um, you want the house um, that you buy it the way it is. Um, Sixty amp electrical service. Not that we run into that too often. But we still run into 60 amp with fuses. That, you know, again, it's the way the house was, but buyer probably will not be able to get insurance. Uh, so the seller has to make up their mind or negotiate and say, you missed the buyer, you know, uh, you put it in yourself or I'll do it, but I want to get reimbursed. So it's a, it's a two-edged sword. It's, um, it's something that we usually can work through if both sides want to be reasonable. We try to advise the buyer in advance that, you know, this this is to find um, major problems with the property, something that may not be disclosed. But please read the seller's disclosure. And if it says 60 amp that fuses, don't think that you're going to do this, you know, do the inspections and then demand that, you know, they put a 200 amp circuit breaker panel in. Some do anyway, um, but we, you know, I, I think... Or warning both sides as to what can happen is a good way of doing it. Um, in this case, 
I don't know what the particular items were from 30 years ago, but I can imagine. And the buyer is probably looking more for improvements to the property, um, either through a lack of knowledge when he put the offer in or trying to take advantage of the situation. Um, but there, there is that distinction um, between an improvement and a repair. Um, you know, Bob, when so I bought... When I, when I bought uh my house with Nicole back in 2016, there were certain things that, that we needed to have done before uh, we completed the sale. But those were little things. Those were like GFI outlets. The, um, the, the uh, chimney needed to be pointed. Just little things like that. It, it would, but certainly it wasn't home improvement things or, or, or things we would have preferred. It was things that actually needed to, needed to be done. And there's a difference. Yeah, you were reasonable. Exactly. And uh, you're not buying a new home. And um, there are certain things that you might want to enhance to it. But, you know, there are people, you know, things like um, the soil pipe is leaking. Well, that's something that probably wasn't disclosed. And Estella has, the, the buyer has full right to say, you know, I'd like it fixed. But when they start saying, I want the house rewired because you may have knob and tube in, in, the, in, the, in the walls. Well, if you're buying a house that was built in... 1990 Bob Martin, the broker owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group. Bob, have a great weekend and uh, no rain this weekend. Two days in a row of no of no rain. So I know what Bob Martin's going to be doing if he isn't doing it already. Okay, thank you, John. Have a good week. All right, thanks, Bob. Bye bye. Bob Martin with the real estate question of the week. It's a segment that's uh, very informative, and I've learned a little something each week, and I hope. You do as well. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about last night's CD1, the special election debate, but not so much what happened in the debate, but some of the things that were said after and what I I think about the candidates at this point, and I hope uh, you will definitely pay attention. We'll be right back with the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show right here on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. So, what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, Philly young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. And you know, you can make it a Grumpy's experience today at noon. That's right. Lunch at noon daily at Grumpy's starting just from $6.99. So go on into Grumpy's today and enjoy lunch at noon, today, and every day at Grumpy's. Is your over-the-range microwave, dishwasher, refrigerator, or dryer acting up? Then it's time to call GNR Appliance Repair in Pasco. We work on all kinds of appliances, and we have reasonable rates. So the next time your appliance says, I give up, call GNR Appliance Repair at 765-2023, and we'll get it working again. You can depend on us for quality service. Appliance problem? Let GNR Appliance Repair fix it for you. 765-2023. Two, three. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.communitycareri.com. 
www.lifeexperience.org or by calling 401-235-7458. Your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel, and the panel is me, your host on every Friday at the, of, of the uh, Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show, John Brian, and you. And you can join the show at 766-1380-769-0600-1800-949-9674. Of course, as Jeff would say on the promo, you can even email the station. Yes, Space Age Radio has electronic mail, otherwise known as email, and you can email me at Upfront at WNRI.com. We have all the technology here at WNRI. That's right. Well, last night was the debate between Colonel Leonard and Gabe Ammo for the CD1 seat and the vacant seat. And I have to tell you, I did not watch the debate. But I would have learned nothing. By watching the debate. The only thing I would have learned is that my opinion of Mr. Amo would have been completely buttressed. That I wouldn't vote for him no matter what. And I'm going to give you some reasons why right now. But I got these off of Twitter. And I brought them in. Because this was after the debate. And some of the things that, that Gabe Amo said kind of like to to shore up some of the things he said at this debate. And they are, as always, the pre-programmed, pre-packaged, let me treat you as though you are stupid comments. So let's go through a, a, some of them, okay? Mr. Amo posted, as Rhode Island's next member of Congress, I would support the Women's Health Protection Act to codify Roe v. Wade nationwide. Jerry Leonard thinks a woman's access to an abortion should be determined by the state she lives in. The choice for Rhode Islanders is clear. Well, what Mr. Amo does not tell you is it is a state's rights issue. It was decided by the Supreme Court of the United States. That it is a state's rights issue. In fact, in 1973, in the original case of Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court got it wrong. And that is a fundamental belief. Not again, not, not with ideologues, but of people who actually can look at the law and not be obsessed with abortion. If you look at the 1973 edition, the 1973, um, the 1973 decision rather, was an abject failure. They got it wrong and they instituted a nationwide right to abortion that does not exist. The Supreme Court, in overturning Roe v. Wade, got it right. And last night I was watching something in which they were talking about this decision. It was a, a fictional show. And they were saying how women are going to be denied. Women all over this nation are going to be denied abortions. And, and, and it's going to go back to, to back alley abortion. It's such nonsense. All the Roe v. decision did, Roe v. Wade decision did, was return the issue back to the states. Let the states decide. And you live right now in a state in which abortion is literally free to anyone, on demand, up to the point of birth. You can't have more liberal abortion laws than we have in Rhode Island right now. So for Mr. Amo to say that it's bad that Colonel Leonard believes that a woman's access to an abortion should be determined by the state she lives in. That's the law of the land. That's the correct interpretation of the law. And he lives in a state in which the General Assembly went abortion crazy. This means he thinks you're dumb. Now, 
In another tweet, he writes, we cannot afford to send someone who will join the, the caucus of chaos. We cannot afford to send someone. He is literally asking you to vote for him to be the 435th member of Congress of the minority party. We cannot afford to send someone to Washington so that we have two members of the minority party, a freshman and the 435th member. At least a vote for Colonel Leonard means you're going to have a congressman in the majority party. You know what that's going to mean? Results for CD1. You know what these two guys are going to bring home? Zero. Why? Because they're in the minority and they're liberals. We cannot afford to send someone who will join the caucus of chaos. We cannot afford to send someone who won't be able to get anything done. Another one. We must protect Social Security and Medicare from attacks by politicians like Speaker Johnson and the extreme Republican majority. We cannot send someone from Rhode Island to join their ranks in Congress. Okay. Proof. He thinks you're dumb. They don't want to cut Social Security and Medicare. This is a total, total Democrat playbook move in this election. We cannot send someone from Rhode Island to join their ranks in Congress. Why not? Why? We should. At least they'll be in the majority. That's how it works, people. Don't you understand? If you send someone to be in the majority party of the House of Representatives, at least we'll have someone that can go and be effective, not be the 435th congressman in the minority. I continue. We cannot afford to send someone to Congress to represent our state who will join the caucus of chaos. Speaker Mike Johnson supports cutting Social Security and Medicare. That's a lie. He's already lying to you. Passing a national abortion ban. That's a lie. He's lying to you. Turning back the clock and outlawing gay marriage. That is an outright abject lie. He's lying to you. I'm so disappointed in this guy. He's starting off before he's ever even, if he is elected, by lying to the people he's seeking to represent and treating you like you're dumb. You're too dumb to realize he's lying to you. Let me throw the Democrat playbook at you. Finally, I support an assault weapons ban. Jerry Leonard does not. The choice for Rhode Islanders is clear. Yeah, it is clear. Don't vote for you. I have a Second Amendment right to own firearms, to protect my home, to protect my loved ones, to protect my family. And I will do that. And if you're not frightened by what you saw that happened in Israel, in which members of Hamas, these animals went door to door in people's homes, Killing them in their homes. Let me tell you something. The worst time to want a gun is when you really need a gun. I can tell you right now, if someone tries to bust into my home with firearms, they're going to be on the wrong point of a red dot laser and hollow point bullets. I can promise you that. And my right to defend myself and my family shall not be infringed. These people want to disarm you. That should tell you everything you need to know. So I'm going to say this to you, dear listeners. If you vote for Gabe Amo at this point, after hearing all of that, either one, you're a zombie. Two, you'd put party over, party over people, party over policy, that you just don't care. You just don't care. Or three, you're just not paying attention. You just, you're just not awake. Please be awake when you go into the voting booth on Tuesday. Be awake and realize what you're doing. 
Everything I just read to you, for me personally, is absolutely disqualifying of the Democrat candidate for Congress. We have an opportunity to send a message that people are fed up, to send a military vet to Congress to represent us. And if you vote for Gabe Amo after he lies to you and tells you that you're stupid, I don't, I can't help you. I don't, you're beyond help. 100 years ago, they used to take this, this metal stick and tap it into your head and give you a lobotomy. And that cooled you right out, calmed you right down. If you're going to vote for this guy, you have basically exercised an electoral version of that metal spike going right into your brain. I don't know what to tell you. Be smart, people. Please. They're lying to you before they even get there. And his words say, you're too stupid to know the difference. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I, I, I'm loving the commentary this morning. I, I am laughing. You, <laughs> I'm loving what you're saying. I'm gonna, we're going to disagree on one thing, and I think we're going to agree on another. Okay, cool. Go right ahead. So I would say I think you're getting a little carried away by saying people are zombies for voting for Gabe Amo. I, I, I mean, come on, John. That, that's a little, I think you might be exaggerating a little bit. I wouldn't go that far. Zombies, like, I don't know. You well, think that's uh, really... Well, what I mean is, it's a metaphorical term to mean that you're slow walking into the polls, you have no brain, and you're going in, and you're just, and you're, and you're just filling in the dot for Gabe Amo, and shuffling out slowly, and going to find some brains to eat somewhere, because you've got nothing in your skull. <laughs> the, re the reality is, is how can you do it at this point? What, what is there he is offering already other than lies? What is he offering other than lies right off the bat? L lies and misdirection. Right. But, John, no, think about this, though. I mean, I mean, look, the average voter, and I, I'm not, like, you know, people get up, they go to work, they, you know, they read the paper, they, you know, they're, they're not going to be doing in-depth, you know, fact-checking Gabe Amo on every single thing. So if you're, if you're a liberal, if you're pro-choice and you're, you know, you want more gun control, he, he's the one that makes sense to you. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's that bad. I mean... I just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I, I don't see him as... <laughs> listen, listen, extreme. he's not that bad. You just said, if you're liberal, if you want more abortion or you want gun control, vote for him. Let me tell you something. Those three things that you just checked off are pretty bad for me. I'm neither liberal, I don't want more abortion, and I don't want gun control. No, I mean, not you. No, no, not you. I mean, you as in, as in, uh, you know, uh, not, not you personally. No, I, I know mean, the rhetorical you, you, but what I'm saying yeah, is, is that if, yeah, if that's, yeah. if, but if, but if, if that's what you want, I honestly, at this point of history, where we're at, like, I feel bad for you. Like I do. I feel bad for you because you are woefully uninformed and I'm, it, it, it's frightening. It's just frightening to me. It really is. Well, John, I think there's a lot of people, and I think there's a lot of people, like, I think, like, I would picture, like, Kirsten Gillibrand a few years ago, she was talking about gun control, and she was like, okay, I think in New York we should have, I, I believe she said, we should just limit uh, magazine capacity to 15 rounds instead of 30. So, I'm like, I don't, again, John, I don't see that as, like, an extreme assault on the Second Amendment. I mean, we don't allow automatic weapons. Um, well, we do for some people. Uh, we don't allow bazookas. So, I mean, there has to be some gun control. I mean, when we see gun control, it's such an abstract term. It could be, it could mean, well, we want magazine capacity not to exceed 20 instead of 30. I just, I don't see that as super extreme, you know. And I don't know what Gabe's thing, but I'm just saying in general, It's, it's, we the, talk about it's the old assault weapons ban. First of all, how do you define what an right. assault weapon is? And number two, they're using, as always... Lewiston, Matt, Lewiston, Maine, as an example, whenever there's an event. However, back in May, they notified the authorities, his family members did, that he had a bunch of guns and he was talking about shooting up people in May. Yeah. Right, right, right. So is it the Can guns or is it the people? Oh. It's a, it's well, no, I, I think it's a great... 
you know. I heard a quote from Brian Newberry. He said that the AR-15 has been on the market, I think, for 60 years. And he said we went from basically zero mass shootings to, like, so many. So he's like, nothing's changed about the AR-15. Something has definitely changed with society. So I think he, I mean, I think he hit the nail on the head like usual. I and agree with sense. you. I agree with you. And by the way, yeah. um, and, we, and I want you to get your next point out, but I do want to say that when it comes to guns, the one form of gun control that I believe in is making sure that mental health is a part of the equation. It's about the person. Guns don't kill people. People kill people, especially crazy people. What's your next point? All right, yeah, I'll be quick. So uh, the next point is I noticed that um, I, that Mr. Amo, um, the, I, one thing I was extremely disappointed in, and, and I'm extremely disappointed in a lot of people on the left is because 100% of their of their aggression and their attacks and their coercion is against law-abiding American citizens, right? They're like, okay, you're not paying enough taxes, but you're not breaking the law, but we're going to go after you. Uh, you own an assault level. One thing he does not talk about is our enemies abroad, the Chinese Communist Party, who would invade this country and they would own us and enslave us if they had the chance to do it. And he's just aloof, like, oh, yeah, he's just talking about, like, gun control and abortion. I'm like, dude, you are going to be a U.S. congressman, and all you care about is attacking law-abiding American citizens. So I, I will say, John, I, I, guess, I guess you do. I guess I'm kind of conflicting myself here because maybe you are right. Maybe people are a little bit, again, I'll use the word aloof if they're voting for him. But I would, like, I would have liked to have heard him say something along the lines of, we're going to hold China accountable for unleashing a virus, whether it was on accident or on purpose. We're going to sue them, and we're going to hold them unaccountable, and we're going to, you know, and so I, I would have liked, liked to hear a lot more than that from him, John. You're absolutely right. What he's not saying is we must seal the southern border immediately. We must get this under control, and I'm going to work to do that. He, he, he refused to uh, disavow himself of the squad and who are clearly anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. He refused to do that. He refuses to talk about, like you said, our enemies, whether it be China or uh, Russia. But right now, I think the two biggest problems that we have in this country is one, the southern border, and two, China. And he talks about none of that. What he talks about, the MAGA extremists want to cut your Social Security and Medicare. And because that is him saying, you're too stupid to know what's really going on, so please, vote for me. That's what he's saying. I hope, they don't, I hope you don't do yeah. it. I hope you don't do it. But you, you yeah. make good points, and yeah. I appreciate you, as always. All right, thanks, John. Talk to you. you All right, bye-bye. Good morning, and welcome to WNRI. Uh, good morning. I'll try to be very brief, Mr. Brian. Um, when I, I never watch debates, but I did last night. I would like to make an observation that I think Colonel Leonard did better than I expected him to, although I've already voted for him early voting. Um, but he was nervous, and I thought to myself, you're a man. This kid's a boy. I mean, he's, Amo, I was surprised. He's, how old is he? Do you know? I think he's like 35, maybe. Oh, well, he, he, he's very young looking for 35. But at any rate, he was nervous. But I thought his answers were thoughtful. He was a little bit hesitant in certain areas. It didn't matter to me. But what Mr. Amo did was a typical talking point, at, like someone who believes that because Gina Raimondo, Jack Reed... Um, and whoever else he's paraded around with him is going to be enough to sway the vote. And I will be watching very closely the mail-in ballots because, as you know, in District 2, Alan Fung would have won that were it not for the mail-in ballots. So if mail-in ballots won an election in District 2... Uh, for sure, they're going to have an effect <clears throat> in District 1. And also, I just want to bring up, I don't know if you've seen it, but apparently there was an election in Bridgeport, Connecticut, that has been overturned by a judge because of fraud. And as Well, you all know, I can tell you about that is stay tuned for the next segment. Of the Friday okay, edition goodbye. of the Upfront Radio Show. We'll be talking all okay, about that. Goodbye. All goodbye, right. John. Bye bye.
and I want to make sure that and I want to make sure that the cat lady knows that I never received what you sent me in the mail. But I know that the Grandmothers Against Socialism are working on a plan to combat and shore up mail ballots in the state of Rhode Island. And I am with them 100%. I just want to make sure that they know that. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Good morning. I'll be brief. The mantra of the Democrats always saying the Republicans are going to take away your Social Security is such a lie because what's happening now under democratic control is runaway inflation absurd government spending and lack of control at the borders come on in and you'll win a prize and everyone gets gets gold handed to them well the old adage is the streets are not really paved with gold but you know that's what's destroying Social Security, and it's the Democrats doing. And I just wanted to point that out to people if they don't realize it already. It is unbelievable. And I guess my question for you, uh, my good listener, is when you hear things like that, like, vote for me, we'll protect your Social Security, Medicare, the extreme Republicans want to cut. Uh, does that insult you? Like, is, is, your, is your intelligence insulted? Absolutely. Absolutely it is, especially given the facts of what's really happening. It is the old Democrat playbook meant to scare people who just aren't paying attention. And I find it so right. I find it so abhorrent and insulting. And I thank you for thank your you. very intelligent commentary this morning. Thank you thank so you. much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Quick email from Sangela France. Good morning, John. Regarding last night's debate, I know what Colonel Leonard has given to America. And unlike Amo, he spoke like a pro-America leader who wants to unite our country, not divide it. Amo kept boasting about his being Obama and Biden aides and bashing President Trump and his supporters. What is Amo's claim to fame besides being an echo chamber for Democrats destroying America? Who do you want to represent you in Congress? A pro-American colonel who wants to help us and unify our country or a Democrat puppet who only cares about toxic Democrat party politics. No contest. Colonel Le Leonard, a.k.a. Team America, signed Sandra LaFrance. Well, Sandra, look, I agree with you, Sandra. And the cat lady earlier said that um, Colonel Leonard, you know, he maybe seemed like a little nervous at the debate. I gotta tell you, debates aren't easy. Being in front of uh, TV cameras are not easy. Being in a TV studio is not easy. It takes time to get used to it. I used to do lively experiment on on PBS at uh, in uh, in Cranston at the Rhode Island PBS station, and the first time I was on that that show, I was really nervous. And it only takes like now if I go on, I just feel like I'm having a conversation with guys in front of a camera. But it takes time. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking to be on television. It really is. So you can't blame a guy. All right, we're going to take our second break of the show. When we come back, I want to talk to you about voter fraud. You know, the Democrats say voter fraud is a myth. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That voter ID is a solution in search of a problem. And that mail ballots are completely secure and a safe way to conduct an election. That's what they say. <laughs> we're going to talk about that when we come back. On the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show, right here on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. 
And in case you forgot, today is Friday. And what does that mean? It's the last day for you to enjoy the Savini Pomodoro early bird special. That's right, early bird special. You can go in between 4 and 5.30. You can dine with the Seinfelds, who always hit that early bird special. $11.99 for that early bird special. You get to pick a nice entree. You get to pick your side. There are discounts on the salad bar, on prime rib. That's right. But that's only Tuesday through Friday from 4 to 5.30, which means today is the last day of the week. So go on into Savini's Pomodoro today. Enjoy that early bird special from 4 to 5.30. You're not going to regret it. It's a lot of, it, it, you get a lot of dinner for not a lot of money. So enjoy that. The early bird special at Savini's Pomodoro. If you need lawn maintenance, lawn repair, shrub trimming, or just lawn cuts, contact Socket native Chad Fontaine at Chad's Landscaping. We specialize in concrete jobs, too. Free estimates always available. Add discounts for veterans and seniors. And have a question? Simple. Text Chad himself at 401-309-4253. Since 2000, Chad's Landscaping has been serving the Northern Rhode Island area, and they'd love to have you as a customer, too. So call 401 309 a registered Rhode Island contractor and uses Cambridge Paver Stone in our hard landscaping projects. You can even set up an appointment on Facebook. Making home improvements easy, affordable, and painless. We are Skyark Property Solutions of Rhode Island. We do it all, including the installation or repair of roofing, siding, and concrete work for both residential and commercial. Free estimates provided for you in 24 hours or less. Get a new roof quote at 401-366-4959. Skyark Property Solutions speaks English, Spanish, and Portuguese for customer convenience. We're all about 100% premium quality and remember our slogan we've got you covered check us out on the internet at skyarc.pro roofing and siding done the correct way and unsurpassed quality of craftsmanship you're listening to wnri's upfront a radio internet talk show now let's get back to the panel and we're back to the panel and right now we're going to talk about Mail ballots, that's right. I don't know if you heard. There was a conviction in the state of New Jersey over election fraud recently by the Democrats. And in Bridgeport, Connecticut, a Democrat primary for mayor of Bridgeport was overturned because of mail ballot fraud. But I want to take just a quick moment and I want to compare... Bridgeport, Connecticut parallels to the 2020 presidential election, okay? In 2020, there was an unprecedented number of mail ballots. In 23 in Connecticut, the same unprecedented number of mail-in ballots. 2020, there was video evidence of ballot stuffing. In Connecticut in 23, video evidence of ballot stuffing. Again, in both cases, there was extensive use of ballot drop boxes. In both cases, there was limited to no signature verification. In both cases, the election was decided by tiny fraction of overall votes. And in both cases, in 2020, the presidential election, and 23, large numbers of mail-in ballots were not properly certified. What's the difference? They overturned the mayoral election in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 23. Why? Because it affected Democrats. They wouldn't overturn the 2020 election. People still are labeled as deniers over 2020. When we all know there was rampant fraud. And I maintain there was fraud across the board in 2020. Locally, statewide. Federally. And not only that, the geniuses in the, in the General Assembly, of which I am a member, by the way, and I'm happy to say that the geniuses, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, please understand that, and the General Assembly decided to say, hey, well, this worked. We exploited, we exploited weakness in the election system during a pandemic, so let's fundamentally change and make elections insecure in the state of Rhode Island. Let's pass garbage known as the Let Rhode Island Vote Act. Yeah, 
We'll make 20 days early voting. We'll make mail-in ballots part of the elections. We'll legalize these ballot boxes. And we'll do that permanently because it worked in a pandemic. What is wrong with these people? If I had been in the General Assembly at that time, I would have taken off my shoe. I would have been banging it on my desk like Nikita Khrushchev and calling foul on everyone. They all voted for a bad bill and they know it. And by the way, they agree with me, but they agree with me in quiet off the record where nobody can hear. But they know what they did. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Well, good morning, Representative. I wanted to uh, call. This is Sue from Cranston. And I try not to call on Fridays and reserve these calls for Saturdays. Um, but as far as the, the ballot boxes go, I just, uh, I didn't call about that. But I wanted to say, you know what? I'm okay with that, surprisingly, as long as they're surveyed. So if there is surveillance on every ballot box, and not only does some Republican uh, group, as well as Democrat group, get their hands on uh, footage of comings and goings of that ballot, and those ballots are scrutinized, well, then we'll see what happens. But my guess is they'll never allow that because they know what we'll see. But be that as it may, I'm calling because one of your callers this morning, and I think it was the first one, said that, well, John, you know, and not to begrudge anybody, but this is what made me call. You know, Representative, um, you know, I don't think that the average person really is going to go do a deep dive into the candidates. And I was in my bedroom and said, why wouldn't you, at this juncture of humanity in politics, culturally, socially, uh, morally, why wouldn't you do a deep dive? And so if you're... Forgive me, Father. If you're a moron and start on page eight of the paper every day and say, oh, look, they traded Bullfrog to the Chicago White Sox and make your way back to page one. Oh, my gosh, there could be a nuclear war. Honey, can you grab the Weedabix? Um, I need a little more milk. Well, then you get what you get. Do you understand what I'm saying, Representative? I mean, you deserve that kind of candidate if you're not going to do a deep dive. Anybody that does not research candidates at this point, not only are you ignorant, you're, uh, you're incompetent. You're just truly <laughs> incompetent. We need people. No, we need people that can pull their heads out of their, their butts, not spew talking points. We know we're being gaslighted. We need somebody real that represents us, that is not going to do lockstep. Bernie's, you know, weekend at Bernie's with Joe Biden and the squad uh, in Washington. I've had it. I mean, you know, these people, stop it. And I'm saying these people. So to that caller, hey, you got balls for calling, but you're totally off date. Have a great weekend. Thank Representative. you. Thank you. Sue from Cranston, listen, I got to say, uh, good call, but I agree with her off the top about the mail, the, the uh, ballot boxes. I'll tell you why. Ballot boxes were put there for a very important reason. They look like mailboxes, but they're not mailboxes. You know what they are? They're ballot boxes. So, if you stuff a ballot box with a bunch of fraudulent ballots, guess what? You're just putting them in a ballot box. That's not a federal offense. That's not mail fraud. But if you knowingly stuff a mailbox with mail ballots that have to go to the Secretary of State's office, guess what? You can be charged with mail fraud. So the ballot boxes are an end around of mail fraud when always is the case, fraudulent ballots are sent in. That's how this works. They spent a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of thought in trying to figure out how to win elections by cheating. And you're just the victim. Because remember, one fraudulent vote neutralizes your one legal vote, okay? It's incredible. This from Bob. Gabe Amo is a super smooth talker and will pick up where David C. left off. He will be the newest media darling and they will give him more airtime than big pharma commercials. 
Hey, you're right. And, you know, speaking of big pharma commercials, I want to say something. You know, there's a new endangered species out there. I don't know what, I don't know if you realize this, but there's a new endangered species. And that is, and this is just a comment in terms of advertising, white heterosexual families. A white mother and a father with children who show a wholesome family. You don't see that anymore in commercials. Nope, you don't. The only time you see white people in commercials anymore is when they're either playing the fool or it's for antidepressant medication. Have you noticed that? Bob's email about the pharmaceutical ads made me think of that. That's the only time you see white people in, in commercials anymore. When, they're, when they are made to look stupid or they're on antidepressants. There's no such thing as the heterosexual white family as far as commercials go. It's, it's really insane. Pay attention to that. In the last minute, I want to tell you this. In the, what can only be the biggest insult on the planet Earth is that in a time when anti-Semitism is taking over our country and people, especially liberal progressives, are rooting on Hamas to kill more Israelis and, and, and to root out Jewish people everywhere. I've never seen anti-Semitism at the height of where it is right now. Here comes Vice President Kamala Harris. And this is a tweet from yesterday. Taking on hate is a national priority. I said, oh, good, they're going to be talking about anti-Semitism. Today, POTUS and I are announcing the country's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This action is the latest step forward in our work to combat a surge of hate in America. How is this even real? Will this administration ever hit the bottom of their insanity? Or are we in some sort of a horrible, bottomless, quantum realm of clown world? I don't understand. They're worried about Islamophobia. And Jewish people are being tormented everywhere by far left progressives. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, nothing surprises me anymore. That's all the time we have for today. I will be back tomorrow with the... Saturday Soapbox right here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI, 8.30 to 10.30, Saturday Soapbox. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there as always. God bless. Have a beautiful day. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.